0: Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey, it's GQ here with yet another episode of the How We Solve show. Today, I have with me Frost League, who was the former head of Growth at Wish, advisor and Y Combinator growth advisor to Live and Pinterest. She has raised over $6.2 million, including a significant investment from Twitch co-founder, Kevin Litt to launch social chat, which is a platform and Shopify app, which enables e-commerce brands to host live shopping events directly on their websites. Now the tech is intended to allow retailers to interact with customers as if they are shopping in store and to provide real-time suggestions and recommendations via live chat. And if you know a lot about live chat, it's highly converting. Now, Frost, a first-gen from Taiwan, will discuss her journey through some of the biggest blue-chip companies in the world, Google, Apple, Twitter, Pinterest, Lyft, and how they shaped her path forward as an entrepreneur. Now, after 10-plus years in the e-commerce space, Frost has created social chat as a solution to many unmet needs of online merchants. Frost, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me here, GQ. It's my pleasure.
0: Yeah, really glad to have you on. So how did you get the social chat?
1: The story is quite simple. During the pandemic, everyone started shopping online, yet the online store has really not been changing for the last five to 10 years. It's almost like a static catalog. So I think when consumers start coming online more often, they really are anticipating a better service more interactive, they can talk to a concierge, they can join a live shopping event, just like how they have in the store. They can hear other shoppers talking about the brand. They can share their thoughts. And ideally, they really get a personalized experience, like how we go to our favorite shops. The sales representative always remembers what we like and made those kind of recommendations. So the thought process was simple. I wanted to recreate the in-person shopping experience for all the shoppers online, and here it comes, the company and the product.
0: That is fantastic. And I think that there's a lot that can be said about live chat because we, so just to add on a little bit, you know, obviously we are partners with our partner brand, LTB Plus and social chat. And a big part of what we tell people is that, you know, we've seen that live chat converts really well, and I think that with especially an app like yours with social chat, that's amazing that you're taking the in-person experience online, right? So besides chat as well, you know, like I think it's just amazing because like I said, with the pandemic, that was like a boost or a driver for people to completely reshape the uh, online shopping experience. Actually, that's a really good point that you brought up. But before we dive into the the problem, it is 2022. And as we're recording this uh, interview right now, it's June or towards the end of June. How have you seen that shift for social chat now that the pandemic is kind of like going down a little bit, people are starting to go buy the stores and all that. How has that changed for e-commerce and social chat?
1: I actually think there is this improvement for all the online shopping, and I hope it would continuously go forward more and more. Because if you look at the entire month-to-month e-commerce pie, When the pandemic died down, it actually still grows month over month in United States and globally, simply because it's really complementary to each other. I remember when I was in school in Michigan, I had to drive an hour away to go to the shopping mall, only sometimes to find out what I wanted to buy was not even in stock. So I think definitely there are products people still want to shop in person in the store. I'm not saying that would completely die down, But the need and the desire for people to shop online is definitely increasing. And I don't think it would decrease anytime. even after the pandemic is coming to the end, hopefully crossing my fingers right now.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So getting back to the problem that we're solving today, Frost. So what's the problem that we're solving on the How We Solve show?
1: The problem we are trying to solve today is... How do we really help brands to build these like the right connections, like what they used to have in the store, online with customers? So the customers get all the information they need. They can make a purchase decision. It really is a long lasting relationship. Instead of sometimes we get a coupon on Amazon, we buy it once and we completely forgot what brand we actually even purchased. So I think that's really what we try to resolve.
0: Okay. So on the show, we typically break this down into different steps, right? So what's the first step to going to solve this problem?
1: I think the first step to solve this problem is number one, we have to make these websites of the brands way more interactive. Like how we are having a conversation now, that should just be the same way, being the brand and the customers. So what we did was we led the brands to run all these live shopping events and recommending all these events to customers when they are shopping at different sections of the store. So you can think about in real life when we're shopping in the store, if you are looking at the male section of jeans and I'm looking at the female section of jewelries, we'll be invited to learn different knowledge about the products and potentially different demos by the store representative. And the same way, on the e commerce store, right? Which pages you are engaging, what are your browsing habits should lead you to different content and interactive content as well?
0: That is interesting. So let's talk about the interactive piece. When I think about it in my head, like, okay, let's say I own a fashion store online, let's just say men's fashion. I'm thinking, like, what's a good piece of the interactive content or maybe a tool? It could be like maybe trying something on, maybe checking sizes for if it's a jewelry store. If you want to make custom jewelry, perhaps that you have a tool that allows you to kind of build your own jewelry necklace and stuff. Is that what you mean by interactive and what other versions of interactivity you see for other clients?
1: So I think the first step is definitely we have a video and as the brand is talking about their products, either through a tutorial or really just to show people how to pair different products together. The customers can join in and really engage with the brand about what they like and ask about questions of the products. At the same time, the brand can just drop different products that the customers are asking directly there, kind of like the store staff bringing out all the clothes in front of you and say, do you want to buy those? And the customer can just shop directly there. That's connected with the store shopping cart. So they can put these items to the cart as they are engaging and decide what they want to check out after and directly during all these video streaming as well. Really try to mimic like an in-person experience when we are talking with the store staff.
0: So if I got that right, let's just say if I am a customer today and I were to go to a store that's using social chat, like I could pull in some items with some clothing in there. Just like, hey, I have a question about this. Do I have this in my size? there could be a video or a person engaging with me to share more about the product. Did I get that? Right. So kind of like, is this in my size? Can I find out more about how this was made, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. So that's one type of our service, which is way more personal. It's almost like a concierge service, but we also have the more like mass events, right? So sometimes when the store is just really running a tutorial, for example, they just try to show, Hey, We just launched this new product and let me show you on the model, how we use it. Or this is the supplement. Let me tell you scientifically why it is helping you to get healthier and what kind of person should actually be taking it. So those kinds of re-educational piece, it could be not only one-to-one, but actually having multiple different audiences to participate, ask the same questions. And sometimes the audience can exchange notes on their own as well. Like, hey, I, I've been taking this for years and it really helped me to stay more healthy, cut my grease. And that the other people can ask the same question, not only to the host of the brand, but also other people who have bought it before or consider buying that, hey, do you think this is something that will suit me as well?
0: That's kind of like bringing the uh, webinar experience to an online store in a way. That's really interesting because I think about it now. Yeah. that What better way to engage with your customers, with a new customer than having your existing evangelists like basically talk about, well, obviously talk about the truth, but like, you know, you share really positive comments or feedback. And so that kind of further supports the idea of like why, a course, should make a purchase.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you think more close to when we go shopping in person, that's really what it is, right? Sometimes we see a brand having a model out there, like demoing their new jewelry on the model, how they pair. Or even if you think about even more luxury, like a runway show, sometimes it's not only the brand is selling to the customers, the customers are talking to each other. Like, hey, how do you think about that piece? Then they convince each other with a social proof. This is really something for themselves.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, I can totally picture that now. One thing that you had brought up in our conversation is the topic of personalization. So I'm curious, now we talked about, as a part of solving the problem today, is having, so like a live shopping event, kind of like a webinar, but basically you're able to quiz the brand, ask a couple of questions, and you can also have customers, you know, exchange feedback, which is amazing. Also, like one of the channels of chatting with the shop rep or a sales rep, like you said, is to like, you know, hey, you can, bring the items of interest there and then clarify that with the uh, rep before putting it in the cart. That's amazing. But how does personalization play into this? And how does it work for an individual?
1: So if you think about when we go into the store, how do these people remember and know what we like over time? It's really just by looking at, uh, what are the pieces we are looking at? What we end up buying? The questions we asked and what get us excited? We don't need a person to observe this. Our machine learning models can observe all these things passively. So it's actually better because people don't feel that intrusive. We just suddenly see what you like. In the store, you cannot really magically just change the shelf as you're seeing what you want to see. The online store, can magically change the shelf, right? You look at this piece and then when you walk there and then on this shelf, all of a sudden it's everything you already think about you want to see next or what you might be interested in buying. All the way to if you are more discount driven customer, then the discount banner will show there, like a discount poster. And if you are someone who cares about new products, then you will just turn to be, hey, all the new launches right here. So I think that's really how we not only show the in-person shopping experience, actually make it even better by lifting the experience to be even more personalized that we couldn't do in a physical world. Yeah,
0: that would save people so much time because you're basically placing the products that people are interested in upfront, right? And they don't have to, you know, an offline setting runs to the end of the aisle just to find like a, a certain product versus like, you know, hey, it's right in front of you right now. And knowing that consumers have a lot of options available, like you basically have to catch a person's attention span within such a limited timeframe Just to make that purchase or at least share what they're actually interested in. That, wow, that makes a lot of sense. So we talked about the interaction piece. We talked about the uh, social features as well. We talked about personalization. What other steps do you like to share in regards to solving the problem?
1: One thing we always not see, but it's so core, is the feedback loop. So the brand has to know what customers like so they can actually make the products better or the way they talk to the customers. But in the traditional world, you basically rely on the staff to write down the customer feedback and potentially bubble off to the management team. Or even in most of the stores, the only feedback is if people buy it or not. So when we make it more interactive, I think the beautiful thing that hypernaturally is we are able to show to the brands, okay, what content can people to come first? So maybe if you just have more tutorials, then people will buy. Maybe all people need is a personalized answer because your size chart is not traditional. Then maybe you just change the size chart. It will just work. So I think this feedback piece of deep analytics of all the user behaviors and serving to the brand also help the brand to move closer and closer to the customers.
0: On that topic of the feedback loop, right? So we talked about the analytics piece. I'm curious because, you know, obviously your platform, like obviously it's the last AI, but also, there's an aspect that is the human element to it. Do you see that there is a possibility that in the future that these engagements would then be purely chatbot supported? Obviously, with a platform like yours, it seems like you're collecting enough data to build a model off, right? You know, like in terms of the interactions and all that, at least on the suggestion side, I'm not sure about the conversations. That's a whole different story. But do you think that? this could possibly be the future in the next three to five years where we're basically chatting with bot reps and I'm not sure where the human agents will be. What do you think?
1: I actually think you will always be facilitating by making user shop easier and making the brand so understand users' needs. But the user-to-brand connection has to be there. And I think that's really not easy to be replaced by any machines. And that's why the best converting features we have is always the video live shopping. It doesn't need anything fancy. Sometimes it's just the brand ambassador sitting in their living room and answering all these questions the customers has and just like very authentically. But the fact you see their face and you even see like they're just like talking to you right here, right now, I didn't really build the trust between the brand and the customers. And that is really hard to be replaced by even the most advanced AI. So I was aiming for assisting the human part instead of replacing it.
0: <laughs> I like that. Obviously, because we are a outsourcing company, so obviously we're, we're very pro-humans, but jokes aside, you know, obviously we, we look at what are the best ways for our stores they can optimize their customer service, right, on the topic of engagement. So we definitely to percent with you on that because I think technology is particular with e-commerce. In fact, it's come such a long way that the tools that we had four years ago did not exist. What they have now, it's so amazing at how that spark has really like launched a lot of new apps, a lot of new technologies under the market so that e-commerce stores can basically deliver the best customer experience possible, making everyone happy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We are just trying to aim on recreating the in-person shopping experience. So all this tie back is we want to make shopping online as satisfying as you go in person without a crazy commute online and all these are uh, hustles to the customers.
0: So Frost, just to round this off, do you have any books, tools, or resources that you recommend listeners to check out?
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, I think what will be very interesting is, that's why we're talking here on the podcast. I think that really like gives people all the newest technology, which is amazing. We also have a newsletter. If you are interested, we post these kind of new things very often, but I think really the gold standard nowadays for all these new shopping technology and I personally really, really enjoy it, is the Shopify blog. They definitely like summarize a lot of this new take and also just giving advice about how to run a store online. And so that's my personal favorite.
0: All right. Very cool. So the best way to subscribe to the, your newsletter would be to go to socialchat.ai. Would that be the best place to check that out?
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Or you can easily find us at Twitter or LinkedIn just for Social Chat AI.
0: Perfect. I'm pretty sure people will have questions after this episode. So what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Please reach out to me directly at frost at socialchat.ai. And then I will definitely be responding from there.
0: Perfect. And you mentioned Twitter as well. So I guess we can probably find you on Twitter and or LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I'm actually really proud of. I have Frost as my Twitter handle.
0: <laughs> really? Wow.
1: Yeah, because I was an early Twitter employee back in 2011. That's how I got that handle.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Okay, Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I don't think many people will be able to get it. Like probably like Ad Frost, like 105967. I don't know what number now at this point, but <laughs> that's amazing. Well, hey. Frost, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think it's been really insightful to learn from the great work you're doing at at socialchat.ai, the tech that you're building, and obviously the merchants that you're supporting, the experiences that you have. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Frost.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was really good talking to you, GQ.
0: Likewise, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to the show. We worked really hard to produce this show to support you and your businesses. So we have a small favor to ask of you. If you could go to Apple Podcasts and review the show, we'd love to hear your feedback and please let us know what you think of it and what other topics you'd like for us to discuss in future episodes. We hope we've earned at least five stars, but in any case, we'd love your opinions. Now, How We Solve is more than just a show. We offer a full suite of services that can accelerate growth and maximize revenue for your business. So check us out on our website at howwesolve.com to learn more.
1: Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com.
0: Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.